It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Pete. <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's like when we nan, me mum, me nan, me mum, me mum. What a long weekend. It's like you having a, good, a heavy so weekend. So I was rewinding you on the turntable. <laughs> One more time for the remix. Uh, yeah, I, it's like when my mum goes on the phone. She's like, yo, shut your your mouth, you little lady. Hello, it's uh, Christine Donaldson here. How are you? Because sometimes you have the volume on your phone up quite high and I can hear when you're speaking to your mum and mm. you actually do a very good impression of your own mum. Right, okay. Yes, yeah, good. I'm also that Pete. sounds like an insult. Uh, my name's also Pete. The show is called me. The Luke and Pete Show, but it's weird because there's two of us called Pete. So it's, just, it's, it's yeah, a curveball. I don't know why we bothered to It's a curveball, isn't it? Episode strange. 157, Monday the 8th of April. Oh, in it, in it. Yeah. In it that, in it, it just that. It's blooming freezing outside. What's going on with the weather? Wow, we've what had that crazy noise. Did you hear that? Did you, were you messing with your ears? It sounded like one of the Night's Watch on top of the wall blowing the horn for returning raiders. How to train your Rangers. dragon. Is it feedback? <laughs> I saw How to Train Your Dragon 2 last night. Is that why you're talking about Jon Snow being How to Train Your Dragon? He's is he? Is she, he should have a non-competitive uh, contract where he can't do other dragon things. He's actually got, um, he's, he's actually got a proper name. What? Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. He's yeah. in a, a good SNL sketch where he plays like a uh, uh, a guy in a video game. Um, and basically, like modern video games, you can't just have a game where you get some guns and you go and shoot zombies. It's literally just people just bothering you all the time about their little lives. <laughs> right. It's like they're, they're in a den mm. and he's got to get a gun. And Kit Harrington keeps coming over and going... What's, what's with Steve? Like, it's, yeah. I've just, I'm, I'm emotionally just so distant to him at the moment. <laughs> going, I want a gun, I want to shoot zombies. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's beautifully think, uh, produced. SNL did a sketch about uh, Brexit yesterday, I think. Bit of, um, uh, bit bit of, of um, Theresa May. Cross, um, cross the pond. Yeah, How to Train Your Dragon 2 was on the TV at home last night because yes. I made the mistake of asking my wife what film she wanted to watch. I think I endorse that because you would have only chosen some documentary about a man who, I don't know, does something amazing on a yacht. <laughs> so why the yacht? Catamaran. Like some some feat of human endurance. Yeah. Oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah I amazing. actually think Slaying the He's Cat's a really good film. <laughs> so I don't know where you got that from. I think you found it actually won the, the Palm Door at Cat. Palm Door. <laughs> oh, my word. Shut the Palm Door on your way out. Shut the buckets. Palm Door here. Um, we had quite different weekends, Pete, because I know for a fact you were in Toulouse, and we'll talk about the Yellow Jacket protest in a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't go to Budapest. My weekend, my weekend was notable for where I didn't go, and that's Budapest. You were supposed to go to Budapest. I was. Oh, okay. Didn't make did it. Not. I was ill. Feel oh, fine dear. now. But yeah, sort of Friday morning through till sort of Saturday early evening. I was in a shit state. Yeah, I mean that's not 
if you were going to somewhere like, I don't know, Brighton or yeah. somewhere in France, I guess, Lille, uh, it would probably be a bit of an easier journey. But I mean, I don't Bud- want to put Budapest, too Budapest point- a good two and a half hours, isn't it? Three hours. I don't want to put too fine a point on it, Pete. Listeners mm. will not um, thank me for it. There was no chance I was even getting to the airport, oh. let alone. Right, getting yeah. on a plane and getting to uh, going to Eastern Europe. It's not happening. Yes, so I uh, wasn't able to make it. So I didn't do an awful lot in the end. Oh, just shame. recovered. Yeah, but it's okay. Well, are you sometimes. feeling all right now? feel much better now. Has it helped your um, uh, weight loss regime? Um, this particular illness? Well, not really, because although you do lose a bit, it, it's not it's really... It's like water, isn't it? Yeah, it's not really ideal. Put so. it back on. I'm 17 pounds down and counting. So that, I don't is know what, rid- that is a lot, isn't it? Last time I was on... We're going to start to see the effects soon, aren't we? Talking about you're it. Gonna well, look, I just you're going to look all drawn. I just saw Jack from Happy Hour. Yeah. And he hadn't seen me for a few weeks. He was like, bloody hell, you look skinny. Mm. It's because you see me all the time. Yeah, I don't yeah. see it. I don't see it move. And what I also did is I made the fatal mistake of having a haircut around the same time. So people just think <laughs> it's the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that easy. Yeah. Um, would you notice if I... Say I got like a blue biro and I started colouring in a part of my face every week. Like starting at the um, upper right quadrant of my head. Just is like that what you sentence. call your part of your face quadrants? Yeah. 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 I like mean, you're in some uh, sort of the, James Cameron sci-fi. The upper quadrant's definitely 60-40. <laughs> yeah. but, it's all that's not a forehead, that's a five, five head. head yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I started in the top right corner and just started colouring in a centimetre every every time we met, I don't think you'd notice. It would be that gradual. You'd be like, Pete's blue now. Do something like that. <laughs> right. And I reckon after about six months, it'll suddenly hit me that I'm co-presenting a show with one of the guys from Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> the blue man group. Yeah, the blue I, man group. I blew myself, Luke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, remember the twits? Remember Roald Dahl? Yeah. Noted. Um, naughty man. <laughs> Making his books about two horrible people. Uh, and one of the scams that I think the woman did to the man was adding a little bit of wood uh, or maybe shaving it down uh, to the twits, the male twits. I can't remember his name, Mr. Twit. Uh, his um, his walking stick. So he felt like he was shrinking. Yes, he was adding a bit of wood to I it. I do every remember time, this, yeah. yeah. And I thought, what a scam. I used to love yeah. Roald Dahl back in the day. Yeah, why did you say he was a noted naughty man? Yeah, he had some uh, views. How oh, was some, it? He a product of his time, was he? He was very much a product of his time. He was also a fighter pilot in the Second World War and a uh, spy. He was. Yeah. I, um, he's, he was the inventor of the man cave, I believe. He had. He wrote all of his books in that little shed down the end of his garden. Yeah, with very, a blanket over him and blanket a over blanket him. It was very yeah. quaint. He wrote it all in longhand as well. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. What's the difference between longhand and shorthand? Just You're just writing the words. Well, shorthand is a, is a type, I, mean, I suppose, really. If you're it's like, shorthand is just like um, shortening words and, and, and having a very specific um, lexicon, isn't it? Like yeah, but when I say longhand, I suppose what I mean is he just did type on a computer, which right. he wouldn't do with it. A typewriter, I suppose, is yeah. probably what people Well, you'd think he'd choose a typewriter. It's just the way that he very calmly would uh, go down the garden and just sort of settle a, um, a flask of tea, uh, maybe a sandwich or something, and he'd just sit there and um, he'd, he'd sharpen about seven different pencils and he'd write in pencil. Something very quaint about that. It's something it? very quaint. Just, just don't ask him about his views. How long could you? We well, can't. You said how long? How long would you? How long would you last down the shed at the bottom of the garden with no internet connection, Pete? Oh, a very short amount of time. Minutes, isn't it? Ah, uh, oh, I mean, I don't have an imagination anymore. I don't know what I'd do. Or an attention honest. span. Or an attention. What did you say? <laughs> I think it would only be three or four minutes before you were pulling legs off flies. Yeah, let's be honest. I would have got. I would have gone a feral, massively feral. I'd be like a trap badger. Um, this has kind of been an elongated with, with intro Monty to the show. Uh, hello at lukeandpeachy.com to get in touch. We'll read some emails out a bit later. Yeah. We're also on Twitter at. Luke and Pete show. Are we a hot ticket on Twitter, Pete? I'll let you be the judge of that, but I'll tell you, we've just been followed by the Director of Customer Services for Talk Talk. Oh, nice. So that's the kind the of... The director. That's the kind of 
thing you can expect over there. Okay. Director of customer services well, for Talk Talk. Well, don't tell them that because people, if they're having a, a bit of beef with customer service on old Talk Talk, they think, oh, just listen to Luke Pete Show. That's why they're so bad at their job. We've also added a load of good new battery brands on there. <laughs> nice. Okay. What, what's had, been the most recent decent? Uh, we've had, let's have a look. Rabbit. Rabbit. I rabbit. mean, that's, that's going in one product, one product only, isn't it? <laughs> rabbit superpower. That's a, that's a turd ducking of rabbits. JCB Ultra Alkaline. <laughs> JCB <laughs> doing JCB them. getting involved. And the other one is um, Western Family Performance. <laughs> Western Family Performance. Sounds like a bank. It's amazing. That's that's a smasher, that is. Oh, and the one before that. Knock that, that park that. Full win. Full win. Yeah. I'm getting a full win. Oh, Crazy, I quite like it? the logo, to be honest. Crazy. So uh, if you're interested in particularly off the beaten track brands of batteries <laughs> Luke, at Luke and Peter on Twitter and at maybe have a little chinwag with the director of customer services that, for Talk Talk that font I mean that, um, what was it called Future Win Full Win Full Win wow. yeah. it, it, the font looks like you'd see it on like an um, like a Afrofuturist book or something it, yeah. looks, it looks retro but also futuristic as well um, I'm also reading a book at the moment about Stonewall Jackson and it's by the same author who wrote the Empire of the Summer Moon book about the Comanche tribe mm. right and uh, it's about just Stonewall through, Jackson just go through all of his well, um, I just, you collection know I do that these really days I think that. if I really enjoy that book I'm going to go and see what else he's done of mm. the subject that I'm particularly interested in and this one about Stonewall Jackson is that he was a Confederate US Civil War general quite famous in the US, I think, but I didn't really know anything about him over here because obviously we don't learn about that here. No. But um, I won't go into it in great depth, but it's, it's a fantastic read so far. I mean, it's 600 pages about a Civil War general, so I mean, mm. it's, it is what it is. Footnotes are plenty. So I'm, <laughs> I'm muddying through it, but it's fine. And there's one bit where he was such a strange character that he had these certain laws that he applied to himself about things he would and, would and would never do. Like meatloaf. He had this kind of, yeah, basically, yeah. It's mm. exactly like I would do anything for love, but I mm. won't do that. But 200 years before. <laughs> and um, one of them was, so he was really big because he was a Christian, God-fearing man. One of the things he was really big on was like self-discipline. Yeah. Right. And uh, so it would be one of his, and he wrote these rules for his own life out in his diaries and stuff. So you can see them in his own handwriting or whatever. And one of the rules he wrote was that never, never imply that you are more intelligent than anyone else in your company, right? Mm. Just be like polite, that kind of thing. Right. One, one of them was one of the laws he wrote for himself, which I think is incredible, was never let your back touch the back of a chair. I mean, that it's good advice for posture, but he would always sit bolt upright, and he would never let any part of his back touch the back of the chair. I'd just be distracted all the time thinking yeah. about not, you know, like hot lava. I, I don't want to touch yeah. the back of the chair. Another one he had was that whatever was happening in yeah. whatever situation, presumably unless he was in a battle, which would be problematic, so mm. at least he would always make his excuses and leave at exactly nine p.m. <laughs> Whether he was in the middle of a conversation or not, he'd be off at nine. See you later. Yeah, oh. Sorry, it's gonna have to wait till what tomorrow. If he was in the middle of um, a sexual uh, congress. Wouldn't happen. He's a, he's a military man. He's going to be planning it. He's going to be planned out. I was properly. talking to a married uh, man who uh, has got two kids. <laughs> Careful! I was talking to a married man. He's got two kids, mother. He's got two kids, and uh, he books it in. Does uh, it? Okay. Yeah, they go because right, life gets ahead of you, and like next thing you that know, must, you haven't you haven't done it for two. That weeks. must offend you to your very core. That kind of planning. Uh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make me sexy though, does it? it doesn't make me uh, spontaneous when it comes to sex. I'm just saying that. It, um, planning that you've got you've got to squeeze it in, sort of literally, I guess, um, at a certain time. That's what people have to do because life gets out of you. You're busy, you're tired. You're a man who wouldn't even take a company-branded email address or contribute to a group diary schedule for many no, years. No, I just, I, so I, don't think, a, I don't think... 
and and now I have started contributing to it. You think you were right? I think I think you know I was right. <laughs> you were right all along. I'm, right? I'm, I'm a problematic individual that, at the time. That kind of planning is anathema to you, then. I'm like a gas. You are more of a gas. You're more of a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I know, but I was going to ask you: Have you seen any famous people recently? Because last week I saw someone you had never heard of. And well, then what's the point in telling me then? <laughs> no, because it just reminded me at the time I forgot to ask you if you've seen anyone because you're normally hobnobbing, aren't you? You're normally rubbing shoulders. Um, oh, I did see someone quite well famous in that walking down the street. You see them in Soho quite a lot because people are going to places. Doing their thing. Yeah, I can't. Not, not off the top of my head though, to be honest. It's funny because I saw that guy from SAS Who Dares Wins and the day after I saw another one from the same show. Right. What is the show SAS? It's just sort of like lads talking tall tales about the SAS. No. What do you call it? Careful. The SS. <laughs> yeah. No, it's about people from everyday life who think they can get make their way through and pass the SAS selection train. Do many of them do? I reckon nowadays there's pro- they've probably got more of a um, couple chance. Of them do. Couple because people do. are obsessed with health and fitness and couple of them do. being proper look, hard bastards. Between you and I, it looks quite hard. <laughs> uh, mate, I've done two tough mudders, so uh, don't worry about it. You've never done a tough mudder. No, but I've, I've, I've sat in mud a few Have times. you ever done any running, like actually organised running? No, I was entered for the London Marathon. Bearing in mind that's a really valuable thing and people want to do it. Pulled out. Had my suit made and everything. Uh, my ankle pulled out. What Probably do you mean you had a suit pump. made? It was morph. <laughs> you were going to do the London Marathon in a morph suit. The, uh, one, a woman, a lecturer at the London Colours of Fashion can, can legitimately made me a bespoke, tailored morph costume. That's which I had in my past. Not like nowadays, you can just buy off the peg yeah. morph costumes. Yeah. This was like 10 years ago when you didn't really see them. They didn't exist. I looked like... I've seen Thinking it. Back it looked in, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it looked amazing. But I, I just I, this is a nice insight for the listeners about what it's like to be friends with you because I have heard many, many people say, "Yeah, I entered the London Marathon. Yeah, and I, I didn't do it." But I have never once heard anyone else say, "I entered the London Marathon, but I didn't do it. I had a suit made and everything." Yeah, you, you don't people have a suit dr- made. People dress up for yeah, London do. Marathon, I don't do. they? But, but it, speaking I, but of that, I feel though, I felt bad that um, I felt bad that uh, somebody could have taken my place, but I just couldn't do it. Did you do any training? I went to one park run. I just running, man. <laughs> My lungs just go. I got a few questions. Yeah, what's going on here then? What and how long was the one? Why park are we doing run? this? I've been chased. How long was the one park run? Um, I, t- I could not tell you. I could not tell. Running just if I run ten seconds or if I run two hours, it just it's just horrible. Why did you get to the point where you agreed to have a suit made? <laughs> Because I'm very suggestible. Yeah. Unless you're doing the suggestion, then I'm out every no, time. All I do is suggest the opposite. Of, yeah, what I want you to do. <laughs> how, how, how close to the race? It's actually coming up soon. Is it how, right? How close did you get before you pulled out? Uh, it, yeah, it was it was pretty close. I was all in. We were doing stuff on on air about it. Oh, for goodness I'd sake! I put my I put my suit on and then I rolled my ankle. I was like, I you, could probably have done it, but I was just like, uh. you didn't roll your ankle, did you? No, I did. I did roll my ankle. I'm always, yeah, look, I'm always rolling my you ankle. So you said there you could have probably done I it, could, but I could have probably done you it. You didn't yeah. do any training. No. Well, I would have started it. I'll That's start not the anyway. same, is it? I'm always going off half cocked. What's the point in preparation? Yeah. It just, well, it, it just it just makes you think, if I'd have done more preparation, I might have been better at this. My mate did if you lo- do none, you're like, well, you're always going to be the only way is up, isn't it, really? My mate did a London Marathon and he was he's a very normal, nice guy, very, very genial guy. And he and he, the train and everything, did the right thing. It, it went it all went pretty well. And he got about five, six hundred yards away from the finish line. Yeah. And he got such unbearable cramp that he could hardly move. Mm. So he went, lent, went over to the side of the course where the railings are where people are watching right and obviously put his foot up on the bottom one of the railings try to stretch it out and this lovely sweet old lady came over and said go on you can do it it's, the finish line's only there and because he was so strung out 
apparently he just screamed in her face, you think I don't fucking know where the fucking finish line is? Oh, no. Fuck off. Like that. Oh, <laughs> like I don't probably, like that probably, at all. Probably lost it. And he said he felt, he eventually did finish, but he felt so bad. He spent most of his recovery after trying to find this woman to say Did he sorry. find her? No, he couldn't find her. Oh, he was too busy. oh that makes me genuinely it's bad, isn't it? feel sick. It's bad, isn't it? Oh. It's really bad. What must he be? I mean, I won't what must he be thinking? I won't name him. <laughs> he's, called, he's called Bill. And fucking you. Fucking no. Yeah. <laughs> he's completely lost it. Was it like that um, Apex Twin video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of, I suppose, yeah. All right, Pete, let's have a little uh, break, and then when we come back, we'll do some emails. Our resident doctor's got back in touch. Ooh, yes. Exciting. See that chap over there? Okay. Get your hand off my penis! Never touch a man's penis, whether he's had a succulent Chinese meal or not. This is Democracy <laughs> Manifest. Manifest. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com for the emails. We bloody love hearing from you. Mm. Um, our doctor, who you named... Clearly hasn't lost his job, but he's now signing off his emails, the resident doctor, the resident and clearly doctor. going to some pains to not include his name until in the email. So um, he's learned his lesson. Yeah. Um, and when, I th- when I think of someone just announcing themselves as the doctor, I think of that, uh, that The Good Doctor, sure. I think it's called The Good Doctor on uh, Netflix, where it's a man slash uh, quite young looking man. Uh, doctor who's on the autistic spectrum. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, I've and seen it well, it's, it's Freddie Highmore, isn't it? His depiction of an autistic person is one not at best. He's called, he's called I don't know how to feel! He's Freddie Highmore, isn't he? Who's Freddie Highmore? He's an actor. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure he has a name, and I'm sure he's an actor, and I'm sure he doesn't have autism, because they don't fucking know that, I know for a fact. He is in... He's been. He's from Camden Town, by the way. Is he? Uh-oh. Yeah, he's in um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, isn't he? I'm just That's checking. hilarious, because like, my mate who put me onto this, with these weird trailers of this... Um, very bizarre performance. Um, uh, kind of, uh, he lives in almost in Camden, so he's in finding. Walked into him. He's in finding Neverland. Ah, and yeah, he's in the Good Doctor. Do- mm. Plays Doctor Sean Murphy. Well, there you yeah, go. it doesn't look very good. I've seen the trailer. No. Um, our resident doctor. Hi guys, uh, anonymous resident doctor here. Sorry for delaying writing back. The wards have been <laughs> keeping me busy. AKA, I almost lost my job. I had a couple of disciplinaries, and now I've uh, finally come up the other side. That's not um, true. No. He says, I see Pilot Gav was running his mouth with the Nacho Man chat about me. And thanks to you both for saying he should be above that, because I am not. It got me thinking about a new topic of interest for the show. Like WrestleMania. People you went to school with, or uni with, who most surprised you with their eventual career. Right. Suffice to say, Pilot Gav falls into that category for various exploits of his at university. He's the only man I've seen drink a three quarters of a pint of vodka. Listen, anonymous uh, doctor, you should become friends with Pete Donaldson then. Uh, <laughs> medically wise, Pete has been asking harder questions than my patients do, but here's go- here goes answering a selection from the last few weeks. Apparently, these are all questions you've asked. Okay. You won't remember any of them. No. Um, I, I ask a lot of questions, get yeah. a few answers, because people don't want to talk to me. <laughs> Number one, this is, I'll tell you what this was, a great insight into the kind of stuff that we talk about on this show. Okay. Can you inject potassium pernanganate <laughs> under your skin <laughs> as part of a pop belge? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, the wow. doc says under the skin it would likely be fa- painful and necrose the skin and not give mm. Pete the purple wobbly is after. <laughs> Intravenously, it could potentially lead to Parkinson's disease. Wow. <laughs> so great. Instantly, like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He Off said, he, said uh, he read that in a case report. Number two from Pete. Well, steady. What was this case report? They were just injecting potassium permanganate. I guess it was a study. People who self, you know, I mean, I get a bit of that, but I mean, people who proper go hardcore. What on is there. potassium permanganate? It's that. Purple stuff. Oh, yeah, of course it is, yeah. Um, Number two, can I get HIV or AIDS from a tattooist needle? 
Yeah. Uh, why were you asking that? Well, actually, I, I, I probably mused that it was probably rare because the half-life of, of, of that is quite short. It's and just, you'd be terribly unlucky. Theoretically, it's possible if they reuse the needles or do not properly sterilise the equipment. A quick literature search found two cases in a prison thought to be due to tattooing, but they couldn't rule out drug use as a compounding issue. Uh, much oh, stronger... kissing and cuddling. Yeah, mu- you can't get it from that. Much stronger evidence exists... <laughs> well, no, you for... it. Much stronger evidence, Peter, if you don't mind. I'm answering your questions here. <laughs> uh, much stronger evidence exists for tattooing and hepatitis B, C and syphilis, mm. as these are much easier to transmit than HIV. It also depends on the viral account of the patient who has HIV. It is important to point out that we can now control HIV in the long term with antiviral medication. Your life expectancy with type 1 diabetes is poorer than HIV, which is a testament to modern medicine. Oh, that's incredible. And what about one, my syphilis? Why can't they control my syphilis? That's yours and your yes, issue alone. <laughs> uh, and number three, it's now probably too long an email, but Pete's recent chat about his deep fear of a car failing an MOT and his dietary juxtaposition of out-of-date cup of soups mm. with toasted pine nuts has made me think he may one day take up a chapter in an eclectic medical textbook. Oh, I'd be fascinated. That's guaranteed, isn't oh, it? Oh, mate. Yeah. He says, I hope to see you live, uh, for a pint or two at the Ramble Live Show in Birmingham. Oh, amazing. There's going to be so many, because we've not toured for quite a while as a football ramble. Like, there's going to be so many characters that we've met along the way uh, in a virtual sense. I got a legitimate request the other mm. day for from one of our listeners saying, can you please do a Luke and Pete show as a warm-up to the Ramble Live Show? Right, okay. And I res- responded saying, um, please just ask Pete, because mm. I'm not corralling him to do something he doesn't want to do. Um, but we've got too much to do anyway. I, I, I think that would be off the table just for um, everyone else's sake. For budgetary honest. reasons. Budgetary reasons. Yeah, yeah. Dietary reasons. My rider would just be twice as big. Pete doesn't really pre- prepare emails for this show. What's he going to no. do live on the stage? Exactly. I'll have a pop Belgium. <laughs> yeah. Just just go flying. you got an email there, Pete? <clears throat> I have, yeah. Uh, Hannah Lily. Hello, Hannah. Um, she didn't put a second name in the email, so I am probably... In trouble. I'm all right, I reckon. <laughs> uh, a man in Argentina was so delighted at... Uh, it's a bit of a football one, but we have crossed um, paths every now and again. Um, we're so delighted at uh, Racing Club's title win uh, and wish that his dearly departed granddad was there to be part of the celebrations. Determined to share the party in Buenos Aires with his uh, gar- uh, garden, with his granddad, uh, he exhumed his granddad's skull and brought it, him along to the street parade. Imagine the process of that. Imagine um, the thing is, people, you ass. chuck that away, right? Like, yeah. and that's a good story, and good on Hannah for sending it in. It's, te- it's textbook Luke and Pete show. Mm. Take a moment, everyone listening, and you, Pete, to think about the, the process yeah. of exhuming a dead relative's skull. Well, it's been. What do you do with it? Do you clean it? Well, he's, uh, he, well, what to make it like more so it's not a zombie head. So it doesn't look, I don't know, a bit more, bit like you've just taken it out of the ground? Yeah, I wonder when he died. I'm just checking out the uh, news story. I mean, there's a picture and it's very... Um... Yeah, he died three days before that. <laughs> he, well, he's had a wire brush to it because there's no skin on there. So it's just a... There's no skin in his head. Yeah, it's just a skull. It just looks like a uh, an old dirty skull. So It's not great, is it? Alas, poor Yorick. It's an old dirty skull. <laughs> um, somebody did that. I think I told that. Um, uh, Doctor Who, he did, um, he did uh, the last Poyoric speech with an actual um, fan of the theatre's head, like skull. That's what they, what, actually, a request, what, Yeah, quite a nice um, little uh, thing to do, I think. Thanks for that, Hannah. Um, what about this, Pete? You mm-hmm. know, we talked a while ago, that I, this is quite weird, about a month or two ago, I said that when I was growing up, me and my pals, we used to go to this joke shop in Portsmouth. Yes. It's just announced it's closing down. What? In Guess 2019? I, what? Guess how long it's been there for? 40 years 96 years it's been Jesus the jokes could it not have reached 100 difficult issues facing retail mean it's decided Mm. to close 
Um, Mike Ashley will pick it up, surely, it's wouldn't really he? sad. I mean, where, no, it's it sad. Amazing. When was the last time you were in there? I was about to say, I'm, 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 I'm a contributor. <laughs> but the thing is, what are the youth for today doing? Because I went through the... Knife fights. True, but that's the problem. Maybe mm. they just sell, sell knives. Give them they? some, give them some um, sneezing powder, some itching powder. From the age of 16 and 21, you couldn't get me out of that shop. <laughs> so what are the 16, 17, 18-year-olds doing now? Why aren't they going there? What's your favourite um, object that you can buy in a joke shop? Oh, I love the fake poo. Uh, do you yeah. know what? Once I took, I bought a fake poo from You Need Us, and um, I took it in. So I worked at a Saturday job in a different shopping centre mm. in Fairham, not in Portsmouth. <laughs> but I got this fake poo, and it was a sticky one. So it's like it was made of that really sticky, you know, that kind of stuff you oh. get in like a pot. Yeah, and it sticks to you. It sticks everywhere. Oh, so it's like a jelly. Yeah, kind of like right, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it was a fake poo. Yeah, and. Um, what I was going to do, because I was hilarious, and this was a great insight to what I was like, I enlisted the help of my mate Mark, who um, <laughs> who you, you've met, uh, actually, and uh, he was working Saturdays there as well outside mm. this sports shop. And we thought what we'll do is on our lunch break, right, we'll go out, get our lunch. On the way back, we'll drop the fake poo outside the shop entrance in the shopping centre. Mm. So, so one of our managers, who we didn't like very much, had to clean it. Yeah. We didn't find out it was a fake poo. It was the 90s, okay? Yeah. We didn't have any internet. It was just making fun, right? Good honest japery. Unfortunately, either me or my mate Mark dropped it where we wanted to drop it because we're trying to drop it all casual, like, yeah. and it stuck to a man's shoe. <laughs> and he just carried on walking with it stuck to the bottom of his shoe. Oh, he's made off with your jokes. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm really going to ask for it back. Probably not. Can I have my poo and back? That was the second most embarrassing incident that happened in the Ferrum Shopping Centre. The first one being that I was walking along on my lunch break again, and a three or four year old kid ran full pelts into my knee as I was mm. walking and I almost lifted the kid off, his, off their feet oh, like a, planting like a my knee in their face because <laughs> I was walking and he just ran straight into me. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no... That, that's that's the kid's problem. That's the parents. Blame the parents. They, won't, fine. they weren't too slow to blame me, though. Right, As okay. you can probably imagine. Yeah. Um, I used to have a, a plastic um, fake poo. I don't know if it was plastic or... It wasn't ceramic, was it? It, would been, it was like a hard rubber, very vulcanised. Did you have hard, a unique us in Hartlepool? No, we didn't have a joke shop really. I'd sort of, I think I picked it up in Filey or Scarborough. Talk to me about there. talk to me about soap soap sweets. Soap sweets, yeah, yeah nice, good. yeah, good. yeah, that's good. Um, hot sweets, yeah. um, that soap with the little black um, charcoal in the bottom, so it gets your hands all black. Yeah, nice. Um, but uh, I had handshake a, buzzer, handshake buzzer, um, yeah. um, snapping um, chewing gum. You take, out, you take out a, a, one final, uh, one final uh, stick of gum, oh, it and, 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 yeah. and it smacks you on the hand. But the thing is, those they look really fake, didn't they? Yeah, they looked. At, well, just you, if you're gonna just write Wrigley, <laughs> yeah, because, Wrigley's on because they couldn't get the rights to, yeah. to do like extra, yeah, so it, Boggleys or something. It, yeah. It's called like. Tasty gum. Tasty like, gum. I've never seen that sold anywhere before. <laughs> <I know>. yeah. <laughs> oh, play the field. Make your own gum and then stick it in there. Yeah. Uh, and I had a fake poo and I used to, and if you know me, if you leave a pen near me, I'll start chewing on it. I'm like a child. I, I chew on everything that comes into contact with. And I remember I was, I would chew this poo. <laughs> I'm not chewing that. <laughs> Put it away. Um, uh, I had a fake poo and I, and that used to sit next to my Commodore Amiga uh, and 12,000. Thank you. What game would you be playing? Probably uh, Sleepwalker, the comic relief uh, tie-in. Classic Sleepwalker. Um, I'd, be, I'd be chewing and I'd, and I'd start chewing on this poo. At the top, because it had a little whip at the top, you know, like yeah, when, yeah. It, when the dog um, finishes off and clips. and clips it. Yeah, I was like, I used to chew on that. And I remember my mum coming in to the room and going, "What are you doing?" Yeah, she thought I was eating actual poo right, for it's a, a second. Poo. That's the still quite poo. bad. Yeah, that's still quite bad. What are you doing? That to me feels like a gateway poo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we got an email speaking to people by uh, Josh. Hello, Josh. Hello, chaps. Hello, Josh. Uh, just a quick, the best bit of flea bag. Oh, last episode. I've never uh, seen it. Uh, second oh, last I episode. saw one episode on a plane once. It's very good. Second last episode of the season. Um, two characters called, I think, Claire, uh, a Swedish man, uh, uh, a British woman. And because she speaks to the camera quite a lot, she goes, goodbye, Claire. Goodbye, Claire. And she just wants the camera. Fuck me, that was a good gag. Ah, oh, love that show. Anyway, Josh, um, just a quick thing on the subject of glittery poos. Uh, more poos. We're yeah. talking about glittery poos uh, from episode 156 that you guys might be interested in. My girlfriend is a zookeeper, and presumably a keeper as well. Uh, and when they want to take uh, fecal samples from a particular monkey, what they do is they feed that monkey edible glitter, which comes out in their poop, so they know whose oh, poop monkey? it is. That's a really good idea. That's brilliant, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Josh. That's Very a lovely bit of information. Good insight. And if I know my brain, that fact will stick around for quite a while. Yeah, you'll, you'll be telling that one on stage in November. <laughs> um, this, we'll finish off with this one from Max. He says, all right, lads. You guys have covered a lot of subjects relating to childhood, so I thought I'd offer something very strange from my girlfriend's childhood. We've been together for around four years now, but back in the early days, she told me about her childhood imaginary friends called Gagor and Gijor. Wow. Not only strange names, but these two rascals were giant human-sized peas. <laughs> what? Giant human-sized peas. Like the Poddington peas? Yeah. Right. I found this both fascinating and alarming, and upon pressing for further information, discovered that they were complete with arms, legs, and a baseball cap slash tuft of blonde hair, respectively. <laughs> From her description, they sound a bit like uh, the cartoon characters on the front of the Moem packages. Oh, yeah, I know those guys. Anyway, she doesn't understand what's wrong with this. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, really. Mm. Um, but everyone I discuss it with seems as shocked as me. It got me thinking, what other bizarre imaginary friends have people had? Keep up the good work, Max. P.S. If you want any other weird childhood stories, my girlfriend is your girl. By all accounts, she was very odd. And when she was five, she got her lips stuck in the door. Imagine that. How would you do that? Did I? Kids are daft, aren't they? Imaginary Wonderful friends, you must have had one. What? Put a... No, imaginary friend. No. No, I didn't no, really. no, I, no. I, don't, I don't really understand people who have them. They're interesting. My friend and his twin sister had an amazing thing going on called Animal World, where <laughs> right. they had this game where they would, and, and, and it was mad, and you weren't allowed to be a part of it because you weren't the twin. Part of the brood. Yeah, and um, they, I'm honest, they would just they would do the voices and the actions of about forty different animals each, all yeah. with names, jobs, roles, everything. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was really good. I kind of want to paint them. Yeah, it was great. I, I, get, I, I really wanted to be details. a part of it, but I wasn't yeah. allowed. But anyway, anyway, if you've got an imaginary friend, get in touch. <laughs> Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Yeah. In fact, get your imaginary friends to email in. That'd yes. be brilliant. And set up an email address just for them. Our imaginary email address is hello at lukeandpeacher.com as well. Yeah. So that's easy. Sorry, I must admit, uh, look, looking at our uh, email box. sorry I mentioned Jordan Peterson last week. Oh, right. I had a, had a lot of abuse about that. I think you do deserve if, abuse most of the time. If, if you are a man who is constantly talking about the uh, uh, social hierarchy as a natural construct, and that's all you talk about, you're a bit of a fascist. So there we go. It doesn't matter how many fancy words you know. He's talking to you, Ian. Talking to you, John Peterson. Ian says, Luke, no issue with you. You seem sound. There we go. <laughs> that was the bit of the email that kind of jumped out at you. Yeah, I literally good. just found it, yeah. Oh, well, you know. Just just be careful about who you listen to. Um, that's about it for me. I'm waiting for you to end the show, mate. So you, you oh, just yeah, take I need your time. Buttons, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you just take, take your time, I'm just time, sort of looking at the middle distance there. I, I like that it's becoming more and more of your sort of like soapbox. Drowning so you I'll out I'll fight over it. I don't mind. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a Pete Donaldson soapbox. It's fine. Hello at LukeandPeach.com and get in touch. We're back on Thursday. It's been lovely to speak to you. Uh, episode 158 coming next. Can you believe it? I bloody can't. I'm the hero you need, not the one you want. I'm chewing on a poo. This was a Radio Stakhano production. I'm saying you've got the fucking mouse, you idiot. <laughs>
<laughs> no, press the other one first. Why do you put unlock? Put it on lockdown. It does it automatically. What? 